Adonai Father, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to come in your presence again. Father, Sabbath is such a delight. And Father, it's even sweeter when we have the opportunity to fellowship with brothers and sisters. Father, uh, once again, I ask you to be with each household that's represented here, each ministry that's represented here, that you continue to fill them up, fill this gap between you and them, so they would see you in a whole unique way. And Father, I ask that you would bless their health ministry, that it may blossom and reach out and touch people in their community in such a unique way. Father, I ask the words that comes out today would be yours and not mine. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. <clears throat> Today's message is how to expand your ministry. And I'm sure you have all identified that each one of us has an own ministry, yes or no? I mean, you might not call it a ministry, but I like to, to say we all have a ministry because it sounds much more of a priority in our individual life when we say it's a ministry. You don't have to have a name for it. You don't have to have a special non-for-profit status with the government to identify what you do as a ministry. Because as you accept Christ as your personal savior and you are going out in the world as a disciple, you have a ministry. Amen? Amen. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit today uh, about how to expand your ministry. And for me, it's, it's going to be a little more personal because um, there's one thing that um, we all have the ability to do is to share a testimony. And there's something that's very powerful of a testimony of how God has woven through an under, in another individual's lives. We'd be able to see some similarities in our own lives, and it strengthens us to know our Heavenly Father is present and loves and cares about every single one of us that at times when we feel a little down or a little low or have questions, we hear that encouragement. We hear that example of Christ being there and opening doors, and it gives us that strength. And that's to me, I think that's one of the main reasons that we hear this liturgy after liturgy in the Bible. Have, Christ has always been with everyone in the Bible. So it, no matter who we were or what we've been going through, that's always been an example for us, that that love is endless. It never stops. It's always been from the beginning, and it will be till he comes to take us home, and we'll be in that love for eternity. So be with me today and enjoy and learn how ministry has been, can expand. All right, these are my two lovely kids. It's Gable and Dominic. They're my, Gable is the eldest on the right, and Dominic is my little, he's my little Dominic. He is six, and Dominic and Gable is nine. They're just a lot of joy, a lot of fun, and we spend a lot of quality time and daddy time together, and, and uh, they're such a huge blessing. And i never forget that moment where Gabriel, we're at a, a powerlifting um, ministry event. And um, I tell you, it's amazing how God works through children and able to connect with children in a very way, and sometimes we as parents can be a hindrance because we don't quite understand what God is saying to them or we think they're just a kid that they don't really get it. And where I'm at this, this um, 
straw man event, and I was doing the night before. So I said, oh, wow, this is great. I got to bring my son. So I bring my son the next day, and we're there sitting. And, you know, it comes time for the altar call, and my son starts to get anxious like he was going to go up. And I said, no, 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 son. It's, it's you know, you don't need to go up. You know, Because I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, you know, it's the altar call, you know. But something told me, leave him alone. And then my son, who was at the age of eight, stood up and walked down, accepted Christ as his personal savior. Wow. <laughs> it helped me to realize that I don't know it all. I am not there to understand how God is communicating with my son. And for me to be that parent to try and dictate what I feel he should do or not do is wrong. I need to learn to trust. We need to learn to trust our youth and our kids to the Lord. And it's our job to be that example. Sometimes it's our job to get out the way and let God does his thing with them. So it was a very proud moment. And um, so I just had to share that with you guys. <laughs> so daddy's proud. I mean, that's one down. I got one more to go. <laughs> because my job is to give them Jesus, to introduce them to Jesus, right? That's our, that's our job as parents, as youth leaders, to connect that relationship. So when he accepted and acknowledged Christ as personal Savior, hey, that's not between them two. It's not my job to help keep in line, but that's the first thing, is that falling in love with Jesus. So, okay, here we go. For those of you who don't know, my television show is called Action for Life. It's on 3ABN. Um, forgive a little background about who I am. I have over 20-something years in health and fitness industry. Um, my degree is from exercise science in USF, South Florida. Go Bulls. Hoo-ah. And um, it's been a fun experience working with so many different people. Um, I have an opportunity to work with individuals from age 7 all the way up to 85. Professional athletes to amateur athletes to just Joe Smo who wants to lose weight to mom who just wants to improve her golf game. But um, what I have learned throughout this journey is that this huge synergy between how we live our lives and how happy we can be correlates basically with the relationship we have with Christ. Issues we have in life can completely connect with that relationship. The more relationship you have with the Lord, the easier we see things in life. Does that make sense? Stress is no longer the same. You're, you're dealing with the frustrations, the disappointments of life is no longer the same because at the end we know who won. We know what side we're on. And so we see life totally different. Agree or disagree? Well, that's part of the journey of life. Say what? We have this hope. That's right. We do have this hope. Um, okay, let's go. Right here is Action 65. And this is my book and DVD. We have, it's a 65-day lifestyle challenge. I'm going to go back over that a little bit more another time. Um, and this is a new, uh, a new adventure. We accept a position with Florida Hospital in Zephyr Hills with a new wellness director. And as you hear the expansion of the ministry, you'll be able to see how everything ties in together. Okay. You see, God has been creating an individual race just for you and each one of us. It's our job to endure the race to the end. Wasn't it Paul has told us that we need to see ourselves like athletes and just endure and keep going through. But at times, it's ourselves that takes us out of that path that God has chosen for us. 
because each one of us has a ministry and has a calling. But when I was thinking in life that I could do things the way I wanted to, that I thought this is the way I want to live and the things I should be doing, doors did not open. But until I aligned myself up with Christ, it wasn't just doors open, walls are being blown over. It was like the Berlin Wall coming down. It was landmark. It was change within me and when change into so many things around me. Okay, before God can use you, you have to be willing and he will qualify you like that, prepare you for your mission, for your ministry. And so I said, here's a bit of my journey so you can see what to look for in the lives of our new army of youth health ministers. Just going back to the same concept, we're in health ministry. We are now a new section of youth health ministries. It's important to, as you look in your own lives, to reflect on how God has called you to this point. What has taken place in your life that brought you here that you're so passionate about helping change in the youth of America? And everybody's story is different, but however, everybody's path led us right here. And so one of these days when we get to heaven, it's going to be such a opportunity. It's like the best 3D movie ever to sit down and watch the story of somebody else and hear how Christ has woven through their lives and changed their lives and see how that relationship has just blossomed. So that's one more thing I'm looking forward to when I get to heaven. The other thing is I'm looking forward to learn how to sing. Because right now I can't sing, and I know when I get to heaven, if Johnny gets to walk, I'm going to be able to sing. So... Right? <laughs> I don't know. The story the little guy was on crutches. The little kid was born with. I was just picking a name. Sorry. Some young lad who was born with a birth defect. But when he gets to heaven, he has legs and he can be able to run forever. See, I was born with a handicap. Singing wasn't on my agenda. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's a little story I want you to think about. Remember the story of David. We think about David, his big landmark as a young lad who took out Goliath, right? Favorite story, childhood story, but I love that one. But let's go back a little further. Here was David as the shepherd looking after his sheep. Bah, little bah, lamb, little Betsy, taking care of Betsy, grooming her and loving on her. And he saw the lion and the bears trying to attack his precious flock. So many times you can imagine David practicing with his sling, mastering how to throw it. He's learning how to find the right type of rock that could fly through the air with so much speed. And yet he along that journey has developed trust in God in protecting him. So here comes the day, fast forward. He goes to the camp, and he sees his brothers, everybody skirmish, and hears this big old giant screaming and hollering about, you know, talking down about children of Israel, talking about the God Almighty. And here comes little David stepping up to the plate to save the day. And David walks down, faces Goliath with his sling, with his ability to find the right rock. You know, I'm going to have to question, was it the fact that he was just looking down on the ground for rock, or did he have rocks ready equipped in his satchel. Because if that was your weapon of your day, you would think you have ammo with you. 
I don't know, that's the question. So I like to visit, and he had his, his special rocks with him. And so here he is, taking on what most people would think was being impossible feat, but because he trusted the Lord and had that relation with the Lord and the ability to see what God has done, he stepped to the plate and smite the giant. There was a preparation for David for that big day on this platform because he said a lot of things with his actions that day. The same thing happens for us in ministry. The same happens for us that God prepares us along the way so when that time comes, when we stand on the pulpit, when we stand the opportunity to speak out to the world with a voice, we're prepared enough to do. All right, here we go. By ministry, I broke it down to three phases. Temple maintenance, communication, and relationship with Christ. Now, we're going to go through this phase, and some of this you're going to remember maybe some of the lives you went through, but also to identify what a young individual, a young Christian goes through with the thoughts they deal with. Okay? Now, here, temple maintenance, I'm in reference to exercising, passion for being active lifestyle, passion for doing the things in life that, that is going to enhance the temple. Communication, of course, is how we interact, talking to people, social dynamics aspects, and of course, the relationship with Christ. Because these are things right now, if you think about what my ministry is about, passion about, go all day long talking about these things. All right, here we go, in the beginning, age elementary. You see, temple maintenance, my mom was the health and temperance person in church. And she was the one that always had the cooking classes. She was always the one that was, you know, people went to for questions about how to, you know, prepare meals and so forth. And um, I remember so many times attending different churches. My father was in the military, we traveled around, and mom always seemed to get involved in health ministry. So here I was, growing up in a house with it always around me. Communication. In elementary school, I was always accused of interacting too much with peers, just a chatterbox. But the thing is, I did not know today that was part of my skill set. Here I am just networking and loving, hanging out with people, and you're saying, your conduct's not doing it. Your son just talks around too much. But was that me working on something that the Lord has given me? Don't know, okay? But I like to think so. Okay, relationship with Christ. At this point in my life, I was going to church with my parents. I was being dragged along to go to church because that's what you did. You went to Sabbath camp, you went to church. Early steps, middle school. More health and temperance seminars with my mother. And here's the raisin bread story. My mom was the lady that made homemade bread. And so here I am going to school with homemade bread. Well, all my friends are having the white bread with marshmallows and peanut butter sandwiches. And I'm the kid walking around with the homemade thick slices of bread. And I'm dry bread. And I'm like, I don't want this. So many times I left that in my locker and went down, ate the junk food because I wanted to be accepted. I, I, that's what I wanted. I rejected what was good for something that was bad because I was a kid. That's what it was. I was a kid. I said, also, that was the times we had field day at school, and I I'd excelled so well in sports, and there was this passion for movement. I enjoyed exercise, and I enjoyed, you know, the challenge of, of getting my body to perform better. And started playing team sports, and at the time, like I said, my father was in the military, so I started attending and going to the gym. Didn't really understand the whole what was going on in there, 
but I liked the environment. There was this draw to this environment. And once again, I was a kid, didn't understand. Didn't understand. Communication, develop more skill sets, interact with my peers. And as a military brat, we traveled around a lot, which requires you to make friends quickly. You know, if you, you, you learn to interact with so many different cultures, so many different traditions, so many different backgrounds that people come from, you learn to mesh and to see the individual as a person. Didn't see what's the skin, it wasn't race, as an individual, and you learn to make friends quickly. You know, here we go, relationship with Christ. Well, Pathfinders, still going to church with parents, not going to for reasons for socialization. I remember so many times we were in Bethel, we were in drum corps, and that was excitement for me. It was in a children's choir, that was excitement for me. Ask me what, my, you know, what the sermon was about, I couldn't tell you. I was just sitting there in the pew, okay? But you gotta understand the mindset of a child in that age, how it's so important to realize, are they really connecting with Christ? How important it is to find ways to get them to connect with Christ? So they're not just going to church, just taking up space in the pews, they're actually digesting what's being said to them. All right, here we go. New boundaries, high school, whoo, crazy years for me. You know, temple maintenance, started exploring more with exercising. And we had equipment in the house, and so how was always trying to figure out, I'm starting to exercise more. Didn't know what I was doing, but I started enjoying the exercise, the way my body was going, the muscle was feeling. And I was like, wow, this is nice, this is kind of cool. And then we had one incident with a friend of mine. Um, I was junior year, about to come a senior in high school, and a friend of mine had me pinned down. Remember that story of the, the cartoon character, the, the kid, the big muscle guy walking and kicks sand in somebody's face and so forth? Well, I had that moment. But mine was, he had me pinned down and I couldn't move. And at that point, I felt so weak. And it, that next semester, I went and registered for weightlifting class in school. For the wrong reasons, of course. It wasn't to really take care of the temple, but there was still a draw for me to learn more about, about how to condition my body. And so we joined, and that the passion began. I was doing things maybe wrong, but yet the desire and the passion was there to learn more. Communication. Uh, took drama class and social clubs, interacted with a lot, of different, um, a lot of different social clubs, and was also able to, once again, cross-mingle between different cliques. In high school, there's a lot of cliques, we know this. And so the ability to interact with um, was a skill set. I didn't know back then my networking skills was really starting to develop, interacting with people, connecting with people, and getting them to trust in me and to confine in me. And um, here's my favorite part. Um, relationship with God, it's against my religion. Common comment. Didn't really understand that love where I did things out of choice. It was, well, I, I got to go home Friday, Friday. Well, why not? Well, it's against my religion. Well, I don't eat that because it's against my religion. I, I don't do that because it's against my religion. S ask yourself, did you make that comment when you were younger? Or how many kids that you interact with in church make that comment? And it's common to say it. However, that means there's a gap missing. There's an intimate understanding of what it means, that relationship. At times, we're taught the do's and don'ts. And unfortunately, when you give the do's and don'ts without the relationship, human has the ability to see the flaws in other human. 
you're telling me the do's and don'ts, but yet I watch what you do and it doesn't add up. So it creates the sense of hypocrisy. And I would like the hypocrisy in leaders into church and into my relationship with my Heavenly Father. You feeling me? And so that sometimes can place a gap between a generation of really connected. That's why it's so important we give them Jesus so they can understand the choices that are made are not based upon the do's and don'ts. It's based upon I choose to. And as soon as you're able to give them that, that saves them from so many harm and destruction down the road. Because if they're not filling that void with Christ, they're filling that void with other things. And those other things today is much more damaging than it was in our times. Okay? All right, here we go. I was in the military. I was in the Air Force for, for several years, did a tour in the Air Force. And um, this was a start, a beginning of a new realm for me. When you're away from home and you're alone, you got a lot of time to reflect on who you are and what's life starting to be about. And this was the time I really was much more aggressive into weight training. Of course, military, you know, that's what we do, lift weights. And I started personal training, working with a lot of different clientele. And that's when I started my education, started college, and I used to also started modeling. Now, this unique, so why do you say modeling? Well, because with modeling, I got the opportunity to enhance all that experience of being in drama class, performing in front of people, learn to be on stage in front of people, learn to have cameras and not be shy of the camera, which we'll learn later how that turns out. Also, my relationship with Christ, a long time helped me reflect about life, and I started to attend church. Now, this is a huge moment. I started to attend church because I wanted to. Didn't really get the whole aspect of relationships still yet, but I wanted to go to church, which is huge. It's my life it was at that time. Very huge. All right, here we go. This is my Damascus Road experience. Post-military, back home, and um, once again, my temple maintenance experience, I was doing personal training, I was coaching at a high school, doing bodybuilding competitions, and I was attending college for a phys ed major. Um, a communication, of course, I was doing speech class, and I actually worked for Tampa Bay Lightning. I was the guy in the first four years of Tampa Bay Lightning out in the crowd shooting the t-shirts in the crowd. I was standing in front of the crowd of thousands of people, getting them rooted up and cheering them on, and felt very comfortable in that arena. My relationship with Christ, let's do it your way. Here's my Damascus Road experience. 25, and I realized life wasn't good. The path I took, the path route I was living, I didn't feel this experience of life was going the way it was supposed to. I, when I was a child, my mother always told me that you were special and one day you're going to do something wonderful for the Lord. And I didn't feel special. I didn't feel like that's what I was doing with my life. And so I just said, you know, Lord, I'm going to try it your way. At 25, I accepted Christ as my personal Savior. I was raised in the church. But I said 25, I accepted my personal Savior because that's when I surrendered to try it his way. You feeling me? You could go to church all you want, but until you accept him, that's when it starts. And that was my Damascus Road experience. But then, once again, I justified things. It wasn't a quick overnight experience. That was my baby steps walking my Christian life. And it was exciting to see that's when the true of everything started to form and shift. You start getting a glimpse of things. 
and but yet God is such an awesome God, loves us so much. Okay, here we go. My dog, I call it hungry. This is the time in my life I was really hungry for knowledge, hungry for figuring out things, what I'm doing in my life. Okay, I was um, finished college. I was uh, a corporate wellness, working in a corporate environment. Uh, like a fitness college, I was judging bodybuilding shows, no longer, no longer competing in shows. I was learning different aspects of fitness, started my business, Body Jones Health and Fitness, and we had a studio in South Tampa where I worked with so many different variety of individuals over the years, um, from Buccaneer players, baseball players, to Chichi Rodriguez, the golfer. We trained him for three years in a row, and yeah, it was just a great experience, yeah, right? A great experience work with so many people. But let me tell you one thing I've learned. When you have a business, especially in personal training, which is something I never wanted to get into because the industry goes up and down. If you don't have Jesus in your business, you ain't gonna make it. Especially these days, the economy is so much wild and crazy and unpredictable now. Mom told me, she said, when I started my business, it says, keep the Sabbath and pay your tithe. For 11 years straight, we never missed a mortgage payment, never missed a rent payment. The Lord provided. And I don't understand how. I mean, the numbers in the bank account said this. This was due, and every time he found a way to step up to the plate. It got to the point where I wasn't even questioning anymore. Like, right, I'm just going to sit back and watch you do your thing again. Because he always did. It showed that God cares. That's what it showed me. He showed that he was paying attention to me. And so when things now in life, back against the wall, trying to figure something else, I praise him ahead of time because what I went through with him along that way, my faith and my trust in him I've been flexing my faith muscle for those 11 years. So today when something happens, ah, it's okay. He got it. I don't worry about it. But that's a journey we all have to go through. So it was kind of cool. So communication. Did much more modeling, but here's the kill. From modeling, I started doing commercials. I did a national commercial for Denny's commercial. I had an ad that, that ran for about almost a year and for Denny's. And then... A friend of mine was working at the YMCA, and because of the interaction from the still camera, working with the moving camera for commercials, got a call from a local television station, and they needed somebody to do a fitness segment. Well, I went in there and hit a home run to the point where they said, we well, like to do this every Monday. So I had a segment on Channel 10 every Monday for 10 years. And it was, you see these steps now coming to play. From way back, as in high school and drama class, feeling comfortable in front of people, working at the lightning and feeling comfortable people. Here's a camera that means millions of people are watching. Where some people feel uncomfortable, I was striving. I was, had the confidence. I don't know if it was confidence or what it was, but the Lord was doing something, okay? Uh, we published a lot of, and also we published a lot of articles at that time. It's just amazing to see how God the journey had God will open the doors for you. And this is all expanding ministry. You've got to see how the Lord has been expanding your ministry all your whole life. And if he hasn't, he's waiting to. Because if he does, and took me through this journey to build upon every single, and add more, it's like a Lego block. And let me have that. And before you know it, you got a huge, big project all completed. But all made from different pieces that accumulate over time. 
my relationship with Heavenly Father, developed a strong relationship, a dependence and trust in the Lord, and we started a ministry. 2001, after my mother passed away, I was sitting in church, and I felt like the slap on the back of my head. And this slap was like, I'm like, okay. And the voice told me that I want you to take this health message out to my children, but in a different way so they can understand it. And the emphasis was more on action, how to exercise, how to move more. This health message has been around, and it's very powerful. It changed so many people's lives. Not trying to change a thing, but add a different flavor, a different twist to it is what we're doing with our ministry. And it's been such a unique experience, a lot of joy, a lot of pain, but a lot of joy. Because here's what happened. My education was too late to make the changes to my mother's lifestyle. Because sometimes when people have disease, she had diabetes and got complications from diabetes. So when the disease has such a head start, you, make, you can be aggressive if you want to try and make changes, but unfortunately, sometimes you can't be there enough fast enough to make the changes. But if we can help offset that and catch somebody earlier, and that's what we're in ministry about. It's not just to give them, you know, the understanding about salvation through the Heavenly Father, but also give them examples so they can have longevity of life. Because when you have longevity of life, there's a greater chance that an individual could do wonderful things for the Lord. Because God is not happy when he sees us check out too early. And we check out based upon our choices that we made. All right, today we have a topic called Fitness Minister. Um, Temple Maintenance trained over 1,000 clients, trained for and over the years. And 1,000 clients sounds like a lot of people, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, I guess it has been a lot of people. <laughs> and it's, it's such a blessing because we had so many from people who are in wheelchairs, people who are from post rehab, cardiac issues, so many different ways. And it allowed to have the opportunity to interact and to. You ever had opportunities when you are doing something? And you don't even understand how you came up with the solution? Has that ever happened to anybody? That it was just, you just knew it? You just knew what to do? To me, that's like when you're in your groove. When the Lord has you doing what you're supposed to be doing, it's, it's not a whole lot of effort. It's just, it's just it. It's just, it's just it. And so over the years, that skill set has been improved. But there's so many times where I'm, you know, we, we create new exercises. We, 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 we solve people's issues and identify muscles that are weak that's causing the posture to be back or causing issue and pain for them. It's, it's, I can't say it's a gift, but when the Lord works through you, you're able to bless so many other people in a unique way that you think is just, but for them it's such a blessing for the opportunity for you to be there for them too. And what you're doing, you're sharing love in your way that you do your ministry. Communication. We have wrote our book, um, Action 65, our television program, Action for Life, like I said, which is on 3ABM, which is over 200 million households across the United States and billions around the world. With an exercise program that's, to me, I think there's, there's only a few exercise, faith-based exercise programs that exist. And I'm, I like to be very proud and say that we have the best. No, I'm just joking. But no, it's fun, it's unique. If you haven't seen it, 
take the time, check it out. You can see it on YouTube. We've got some clips doing YouTube, but it's on 3ABN at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time um, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and it's such a blessing. And let me tell you something. The name of the program, the Lord told me the name. The Lord told me and gave me a vision ahead of time of that would have a program on 3ABN while I was on Channel 10. The Lord told me the steps, what was going to happen, and I didn't know when or how, but it was the video footage from Channel 10. When I was at 3ABN, I showed Shelly Quinn, and she loved it. And so from there, it just, and that was a year later, the board approved it, and here we are starting production. So what I'm telling you, the steps that God does for us, the path is already set. If we pull ourselves out of that path, it's a longer journey to get back to that path. We keep ourselves aligned with what the Lord has called us to do. And if you don't know what you're called to do, connect with the Lord. He will reveal it to you. He will show you. So as you're working with youth, as you're working with these kids in your church and with yourself, identify, do your best to start identifying patterns. Start seeing which of these kids really has who could be this youth health minister. I know you like the concept. We like the concept, don't we? I, I, to me, I think this could be a beginning of something very unique because we could all go back home and start realizing which one of these kids could be something. How can I help them to be better? Because in order for us to make this continue to happen, we got to have kids ready to fill in the void and fill in the gaps. It's like Florida State. They just reload the quarterback. They go out and recruit people to build up their program. We need to build our program of health ministers, next generation, that could come forth, use technology, use things we haven't even thought of that God has in line to change this world. I think it's so important that we learn, here's my relationship, we all become Jesus freaks. You ever heard that con content before? I'm a Jesus freak? No? Really? Yeah, some have. It's not a bad word. It just means I'm so amped up on Jesus, okay? I'm so ate up on Jesus. Jesus is everything to me, okay? And when you have that relationship with Christ, he is everything to you, you know? Because you've got to understand, you remember, the term Christian was originally given to those people who said everything out the mouth was about Christ, Christ this, Christ that, Christ this, Christ that. Christ, there's those Christ people. But do we sprue out Christ every time we open our mouth? Fitness ministers. Fitness ministers, I'm very blessed to be a part of an organization called Fitness Ministers Association, where there's a birth of people who are in the health and fitness field. We created a certification that's accredited through a Christian university that actually certifies trainers and aerobics instructors and people, physicians, um, nurses, to become fitness ministers. Now, one of the stories I didn't tell you about, back in my Damascus Road experience, I decided to go to Southern to become a pastor. I know, right? And I went to Southern. I contact Southern, and we're going to have housing arranged for me to live on campus because I was older at that time. I didn't want to live in a dorm. 
And so we went up there and we got there with my father. We got, we made a road trip from Tampa, get there, get everything worked out, got the finance worked out, and then the housing situation occurred that a pastor was coming in. And so we had to give my apartment to that pastor. And so we looked around for the stuff off campus around and saw how much it cost, and it was like worth it to the expense of living there and paying out-of-state tuition. So I thought, well, let me just go back home and go to school at home. Fast forward a year later, fitness minister. Still doing and being a pastor, which I didn't understand then when he was told me to be, go to school to become a pastor, that it wasn't the traditional pastor would think from a pulpit, but still speak from a pulpit, but talking about healthy lifestyle, health, helping people to make right choices. My journey, your journey, is all part of God's plan. Health ministry is important for saving lives and also for saving souls for the Lord. We must understand and identify ways to see the pattern in a younger generation. Help them to find Jesus. Help them to get educated with the right information so they could be passionate about God's temple. They could be passionate about communicating with others and brothers and sisters. They could be passionate about the relationship with Christ. So they could be passionate about spreading the good news through health. Thank you so much. I appreciate it for allowing me to uh, take some more of your time. Um, any questions? This media was produced by Audioverse for the NAD Health Summit. If you would like to learn more about the NAD Health Summit, please visit www nadhealthsummit.com or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons please visit www.audioverse.org